Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Moving Into the Future. Today, I'm joined by Rakesh Shah, who is the Director of Construction at M. Mosier & Associates. I've known Rakesh for about a year now, and this podcast has been well overdue. I'm excited to talk Absolutely. to him today. Yeah. Thanks for having me uh, with you. I really appreciate it. No, it's my pleasure, Rakesh. How are you doing today? Good? I'm doing awesome. Uh, beautiful day with little wind, but not too cold, so I'm happy, and it's Thursday. One more day on Friday, you know? <laughs> That's it. <Yeah>. As far <laughs> as, <laughs> definitely helps. As far as weather goes in uh, New York City in January, this is, uh, this is pretty good. We've been out so far. I mean, yeah, not a bad winter yet. <laughs> exactly. I know, and today we are in the M. Mosier office. Rakesh was nice enough to host us today, and um, I mentioned I've known him for about a year now. You know, he's somebody who's who's really inspired me, and his story uh, is a story of you know overcoming obstacles and and perseverance, and a reminder that success does not come overnight. It takes time. Absolutely true. Yeah. It, it takes time, and it and it takes you know patience and uh, fortitude in order to to get to get over certain challenges and things like that. So you know, Rakesh, why, why don't you tell us your story about? How you wound up in, in construction? You spent time in Kenya. Sure. Uh, yeah. Please, please enlighten Absolutely. our listeners. Uh, so, <clears throat> my goodness, goes way back. I grew up in India. I was born and uh, I went to college in India. I lost my dad when I was about fourteen. So it's been tough life to go through all that situation. Go through the college, working part time and surviving back home. There wasn't an easy path. But a great thing happened in my life. I got an opportunity to go work in Kenya, Nairobi. Nairobi, Kenya is like East Africa. Like nobody wants to go work there. Uh, a lot of people from India back in those days will go to Dubai or Iraq and Iran and go do the construction. But I'm like, yeah, I'll take the challenge and I'll go work there. I spent about three and a half years there. Uh, was a great life, except the safety of life was not there. But uh, construction was something very similar to India. And one thing I gained out of Kenya was my language barrier. I grew up speaking Indian language. English was my third or fourth language, I would call it. You know, sometimes I make a fun of people, like when I make a mistake, I'm like, English is my fourth language. I know it, I, I hate it, but it is what <laughs> it is, you know. But it definitely helped me uh, going to Kenya, dealing with a lot of uh, British people in Kenya. It runs still run by British people and a lot of great companies there. So it was a great career start for me. And during that period, I met my wife. We are married 30 years now. Uh, back in uh, 1992, I met her in India, and we got married, and I got an opportunity to come to USA. As far as the construction was always my passion, but I wanted to go in a medical field when I was in a high school. It didn't work out, so construction was my second choice, but I really enjoyed it. And I grew up doing a great in my math, which helped me in the industry, being a great estimator. I take a pride at my estimating experience and the skills. I call myself estimating guru on a LinkedIn one, you know. And when I came here, it was a tough life. Everywhere I go for interview, they're like, you have no experience in America. In India, we build brick, brick and a block and a mortars and a cement plaster. In America, it's all citrock and the metal stirs and all that. I'm like, that's fine, I'll learn it. Another challenge was my accent. Uh, you know, people like, how are you going to work on a site with your accent? Don't worry about it. If I know how to build something, I can show them, demonstrate it and make it work. 
So I started my career in construction as a concrete technician who does a slum test, structure steel inspection, soil inspection. It was a great purpose three years, but I'm like, this is not enough for me. I want to grow somewhere where I can take a pride and I can set a great example to people like me who comes from those countries or even people come from a medium families like you know how you can raise yourself like set your goals as you and I talked about it at the lunch right like you got to set your goals that's what i hear like i'm on a one way street i'm get going to get keep going keep going keep going till i hit the dead wall and here i am uh, from the concrete technician then the biggest break i got in real construction world for the company called McAlpine Construction from Long Island i would say in 1994 no 97 sorry yeah 3 years i did in concrete i came here in 94 i got a job at McAlpine Construction as a site superintendent and it's like completely different no estimating uh, no project manager site supers you go out and get dirty working in the out in a cold and a rain building ground up buildings like i'll take the challenge yep if you don't challenge yourself you cannot do it we don't know our own strength till right. you challenge yourself right so i took that challenge and i grew with that company for almost 4 years and become a project manager and i'm like i right, this company is not big enough i want to grow bigger then i went to turner turner hired me as an estimator was one of my best school i always say this to people i talk to when i spent 4 years at turner it was more than a high school or a college degree what i learned from there great company they put you through so many different workshops and challenges they push you hard like go 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 learn it and it was great experience for 4 years after 911 they asked me to go work on a job site and i'm like yeah i did that for 3 years you know do i continue do i still want to continue doing that career out on a job site I had a young kid back in those days and I'm like no I don't think I want to continue that so I applied for a job at Structure Tone and I got hired on my first interview as an estimator wow in New Jersey office and I met a lot of good people Structure Tone was another great company I would say I have worked with they treated me like a family and we had few guys and I always bring this one guy's name every time I talk to people about success in my life in construction son galvin was my best mentor at structure tone who supported me like i am here with you go get it and brian happen and my boss awesome boss i had so i spent about 12 years with structure tone was a great career i learned a lot dealing with clients dealing with our own team dealing with designers that gave me an exposure like how you can connect with people and build not only your career but be a successful for your company also grows with you right i made a big impact for structure tone working with them like there were clients they're like as long as rakesh is an estimator you guys have a job that means a lot yeah. you know when somebody appreciate your work and that i always say to people when somebody do good appreciate it if somebody make a mistake don't talk about that in front of other people take them in a room and say hey you should have done better right you know, but appreciate people in front of others and it goes long way and i got that so many time i got those at turner same thing i got at structure tone so after structure tone i got like all right i got to do something different 
I have done estimating enough. I want to do something better. Now I've been a super, I've been a project manager, I've been an estimator for so long. Now I have all those qualities in me. Why don't I try something else? So in 2012, M. Moser reached out to me and they wanted to expand the design build capacity here in USA. M. Moser is a very strong company out in Asia back in those days. And now they are even stronger in North America. Mm-hmm. We are doing a lot of key projects in New York City which we take a pride at it. So I joined M. Moser in 2012, expanding their design uh, build capacity. I was here for about three years. Then I'm like, okay, design build is not a great market in New York back in those days. I did not know you had already had a stint in M. Moser before you had come back. Then. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so what happened is uh, about three years, we had a lot of good projects, but a lot of our global clients, they know what design build is. So we had only those projects in that three year of my career here. And it was drying out. I'm like, okay, I want to be in a market where I'm actively connected with people. Let me do something different. Then I got an opportunity to work at WeWork, our ex-co-working place, right? That was a great opportunity. I mean, everybody has a different opinion about WeWork. I'm sure you work there, you know how it is. Absolutely. And when people ask me, what do you think about WeWork? I think WeWork has given my career a big boost. Yeah. The amount of people I got connected after WeWork and during my WeWork career worldwide, not only US, I met people in Asia, I met people in UK, in Mexico, you know, Canada. So that was like eye opener for me, like shit, I cannot be only in New York, I can work anywhere now in the world, yep. right? And it definitely helped. And a lot of young people, like as you walk around in my office here, out of about 65 people, 12 of them are ex-viewers, right, which is awesome. <laughs> it you is know? awesome. Like, they created a lot of good quality people. So it was a successful four years for me. Yes, there are a lot of ups and downs. Everything we do and everything we see out there, there are pros and cons. But end of the day, WeWork was a great career for me. After WeWork, they laid off everybody from my department back in 2020 and then things were going down. And Moser reached out to me again. They're like, hey, we are doing a lot better than last time you were here. Absolutely. You want to come and rejoin us? I'm like, absolutely. I, I love the company. They're great people. Charlton and Raquel here, they run the office now. Awesome people. Every single person in this office I work with, they're great company, great people. It's a great culture. Yeah, I am. Back to M. Moser. Yeah, and it is a great company, M. Moser. And, and so are the other companies you worked with. You know, WeWork, Turner, yeah. uh, Structure Tone, really all all leaders in, yes, in, in their industries. Yes, great leaders out there. And, and it's so important. I, I wanted to stem back to something you were talking about, though, about challenging yourself and, and making mistakes. Because, you know, especially as an estimator, um, that's a challenging job on a construction. It's a very stressful job. Yeah. yeah, and there's a lot of components to a construction project, and especially... When you're coming to a foreign land and, you know, even before you were an estimator, you know, you mentioned you were, you were in concrete and stuff like that, but um, you have to learn so many different aspects of the project cycle. And that's what you did, you know, when you first started, you know, you were giving an opportunity and even though that opportunity was low on the totem pole, you took it upon yourself to learn more about what was going on there because you had higher aspirations for yourself. And, you know, when you're challenging yourself and you're doing those things and you're making those mistakes, 
because for a lot of different reasons, you know, I've done projects on other uh, continents too. And, um, you know, there is a level of uncertainty when you do anything, you know, overseas. And especially when you're working mm -hmm. where you know you have to um, excel at a certain level yeah. in order to succeed. Um, it's not very easy. So, you know, not at all. No. talk about that a little bit. You know, when you were, when you were first starting out and, and obviously after telling the listeners, you, you've clearly you know, hit a, hit a level of your, your career where, you know, you're, you're in the upper echelon of, of positions and whatnot. But when you were starting out like that and, you know, challenging yourself and, and making those mistakes, you know, tell us about that and, and what that was like for you. Sure. So the biggest challenge when I came here was one is, uh, as you just said, coming from different country. So the respect I expected was not there, right? Not I would not use the word color of the skin or anything. It's just like my language wasn't the best, my accent, my English. And same time, somebody is like, okay, this guy is telling me to do this, but I've been doing this for so many years. Who are you? Mm -hmm. Right? They underestimated my energy and the skills. And I'm like, why do I have to fight to prove myself that I am right here? So those things were there in the beginning. I have to prove it, mm -hmm. right? It's always like you got to win the trust of the others to trust you. Yep. Like this guy is doing the right thing. And it took me a while. But when I joined Turner, I think they gave me a great opportunity. There were a lot of support. And in the beginning, it was like I'm a junior estimator. I don't know estimates. I don't know the number. Of course, I don't know the local number. But I know how to do the takeoff, yep. which is very important. You go through the document and you make a mistake. I have made mistakes in my life. We still make a mistake. But how to come out of those mistakes and share those things and don't be shy to share your mistake with others so they do not repeat those things. Right. So I never felt same about sharing my guilt to people. Like even when it comes to my family or my coworker, like, hey, I made those mistakes in my career. We don't want to repeat that. And that's why I'm sharing with you. So even though there were challenges, like we all have our own pride and ego, like, oh, Back in those days, I go from junior to senior estimator. Now, when I hire a junior estimator, my attitude was never to be a senior. Mm -hmm. Like, we are one team, and mm -hmm. I do the same thing here with my team at M. Moser. It's funny, yesterday we were all on an internal call, and I made a fun of somebody's like, you're a director, and I'm a designer. I'm like, we are one team. You need a coffee? I'll get up and go make a coffee right. for you. Right. There is no such thing as who you are. It's we, you know. Right. So that took me a lot to get into those kind of an attitude, how I have to work as a team rather than saying it's me and me, you know. So that was a challenge coming from the culture uh, where I come from, you know. It's a big difference, like how by, my boss treated me back home in India and Africa versus how my boss treated me in America. You know? And I do the same. I, I learn how to be a good leader, you're, you want to create more leaders. That's how you're going to be a good leader. Yep, you got to yeah. lift them up. And, and, and you mentioned too, when you were at Turner, that's where you, you mentioned your mentors there, right? That was there? So the Turner, I had few mentors, but Structure Tone was my best mentor place. Okay. Uh, Swan Galvin, I mentioned the name, and yeah. New Jersey. I'll share a couple of those stories, uh, if you don't mind. Absolutely. At Structure Tone, when I joined, uh, after 9-11, I left Turner, and I joined Structure Tone, and the day I got started, they dropped me documents and say, here, it's a $30 million project in Jersey City. It was a trading floor, and 
I never did trading floor budgets in my life before. I could do it. And this guy saw on like, don't worry, do your best. I'll support you. And he mentored me. He supported me. He was always there, connected me with the right people who can help me on that project. And I was very successful. It was about six month process on a pre-con and six months in a construction. But that one year gave me a great confidence in myself that I can do anything when it comes to construction and a budget. Right. Because he created those lanes for you. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. And you mentioned as far as leaders go, that's what they do. They create lanes for others to succeed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's so important. And, um, you know, that's, that's how it happens, you know, and there's a, there's a bit of luck, but you know, luck takes place when you work hard and, you know, Absolutely. and, you know, open up those opportunities for you by, you know, obviously making yourself vulnerable and asking for help. That's, yeah. you know, that's one of the hardest thing I've, things I think young people um, have a hard time overcoming. It's just, 100% you know, they, they think that they can't ask for help when really in reality, there's so many people out there who want to help, you know, and, and want them to succeed yeah. and stuff like that. And, you know, they think because they don't know maybe something that they should know, you know, we've all been there. And that's the thing. We've all made those mistakes. Yeah, ask the question. There's right. always a help there. Yeah. Right. So then I wanted to talk about WeWork because you did mention, you know, we were both there at the same time. You got there far before me. You were there in what you say? 2015? 2016. 16? Yeah. 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 I got there in 18. So you know, you kind of saw the evolution of it um, from an earlier vantage point than me. By the time I got there, WeWork was a relatively well-known name. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned it too, like the way that, you know, Turner and Structure Tone were, were great educators for you and you felt like was the best education for you. Mm -hmm. That's a lot what WeWork was for me because it was so crazy and, and you know, um, hectic and we were moving so fast. Mm -hmm. You had to solve a lot of those problems and make mistakes right. and learn from them very quickly. And, you know, as far as my expertise, go, expertise goes in logistics and, you know, furniture installation and, and moving and, and stuff like that, warehousing, um, I knew that and I could do that well, but I also had to learn about construction and about IT and security and design and stuff like right. that. You know, what was it like for you when you got there up to that point in your career, you had really established yourself, you know? What did WeWork do for you in terms of, you know, helping take you to the, to the next level like it did for me? So the one thing WeWork did for me, which was really good for my career, was they gave me trust and a power. They're like, okay, we've been spending, I remember one week after I joined WeWork, Adam Newman asked me to join him in his office with my boss, Dave Fano. And he says the first thing, like, these people around us are spending a lot of my money. <laughs> I hire you to bring our budget down by 30 to 40%. I'm like, all right, Adam, I hear you. and Well noted. Let me go back and do my work. So Of course, I didn't do it myself. I had a great team of young people. And I always say this to people, WeWork made me younger yeah. than I am, you know. <laughs> when I joined WeWork, I feel like, oh, my God. Everywhere I turn my head, I see kids around me. But they were all my mentor. And that's one thing. It took me about six to eight months to digest it. Like, I'm going to learn from there. Because coming from a construction for X amount of year experience, that ego, working for Turner and Structure Tone. But I'm like, no, these kids are smarter than me. Let me learn from them, right? And I took an advantage of that attitude and work with all these 
people in technology how to pull things out of the rabbit how to create the mm-hmm. supply chain thing right. right and all of them supported me they're like god we love you let's work together and we made a big dent on the budget we when i joined in 2016 i say in new york we used to build non union buildings around 240 250 a square feet when i left we work was around 160 a That's square incredible. feet that is a ton of cost again i always say it's not it's not only me it's the team right. i work with we made it happen together yep and it was awesome i take a pride at it you know as a team but that's a great story i always like tell people about we work like if they did not give me that power and they trust me i could not have done it and then they made me as a global head of estimating which was even better now i can talk to people in india in shanghai actually m moser did a project for me when i was at we work right. i was their client yeah so my current boss in vancouver i used to be his client now he's my boss yeah, yeah. But again, so, yeah. that's opening up the network too. And, and that's the thing about WeWork that I always say is the people there is yeah. what really made it, you know, and Absolutely. especially in the d- development um, division department, uh, you know, it was hard. It, yeah. They were hard projects with short timelines. Oh, yeah. When I joined in 2016, I think we were about 600 people. Yeah. And when you joined, there were probably 12,000 people. Yeah, I was going to say right? somewhere around there. So in the beginning, it was very hard, right? And people had challenges. opening buildings in a time because there are people lined up to get in of building course, we were filling Those the seats. one of the biggest challenge right they always made their deadline in a construction in new york none of the projects ever open on time right always week delay two week month delay but those were the challenges like we have deadlines to meet we have capex to meet mm-hmm. and if the budget goes up our boss is like i'm not signing this yep. make it happen yep. right so there were so many of those challenges and same time not having enough people they were like growing so crazy right. very fast grown company back in those days i remember my boss granite at the time saying let's pick up all the diamonds from the street mm-hmm. and bring them in we will figure out what yep. to do with them yep i'm like i will pick rough diamonds and polish them you know <laughs> let's pick all the rough diamonds and support them how we can help them grow yep exactly and and again you know so many people because they were so confident in themselves and again mistakes were happening it was just part of the job and, yeah. and as fast as people were moving and you know the burnout and stuff like that however when it the mistakes did happen nobody was pointing fingers no. it was it was a lot of okay it happened let's figure it out and let's get it done yeah. and that was the most important thing and you know there wasn't um a level of you know animosity or frustration among no. people it was okay we're all talented we're a team we're going to work on this together and figure it out and that's what i really liked about we work and the people there yeah. um it made the job i think you brought a good point i remember i don't know if you were in one of our summit in la yeah so i was that right? was the last one yeah and somebody on a stage been ask a question what is that you miss at we work that you do not have to worry about it's like i never get stressed out here yeah the vibes the energy around people do not even have time to get stressed right and i experienced the same thing right you know and and you get you know you bring up the uh the diamond analogy pressure is what makes diamonds yeah. you know and like that's the thing is it was it was high intensity high pressure project timelines right? right i remember your story when we talking about lunch like between 2018 and 2022 yourself like you had all those high goals and here you are doing a great in your career doing the podcast and so many other things right and we are working together right. on projects 
what else you can expect and exactly. it's like a non-stop thing it's in your control exactly yeah. exactly and that's the thing and it's a periodic growth you know yeah. it, it like we were talking about it takes time and and what i've done myself is balance you know the the mindset between continuing to stay disciplined in my pursuit but also remaining patient in my pursuit and it's you know it's it's a balance of those two things and you know never getting discouraged but also never getting lazy and never getting complacent and just continue to go so um you know you can see why too after we work and Mosier made so much more sense to you at this point because at that point um when you were leaving we work M Mosier being one of the largest design build companies in the world and doing so much, you know, great and interesting work all over the globe, becoming the director of construction here really allowed you to kind of flaunt all of the skills that you had developed over the last, you know, 25, 30 years. Um, so tell us about what you're working on here and, you know, some of the projects and, and how you're so involved in everything going on. Yeah. So the one, one thing really, I put myself in a place like when they reach out to me again to come back. Every time we talk about construction and a design, there are so many different disciplines. When you talk about designing, you have designers, then you have estimators mm -hmm. and the supers to build the job, project managers manage the job, and somebody is connected with the client. I've been through all these different roles in my career, mm -hmm. so I'm like, this is a great opportunity. And M. Moser is a unique company, even though we are design build company outside US, it's like, 95% of our projects are design built. In North America, we do about 30% design built, 70% design. But working with M. Moser gave me an opportunity, same time, to work with the design team, work with our technical, work with our architects, engineers, and a globally, uh, this is a global company, so if I need a help, our entire global team is there, pick up, the, like this morning I was speaking with somebody in Singapore, Yesterday, I was talking to somebody in India. So we have all those resources. So we are unique the way we are. Like sometimes people ask me, who is your competition? We have no competition. Right. We are who we are. Our global client is our biggest market, but same time, currently we are doing two key projects in New York as a design build, one in a one Vanderbilt, one in a 50 Hertz year. Beautiful project, and none of them are our global client. One of them is a technology-driven company. They do all the different softwares and automated system. I'm not going to mention the name for confidentiality, but deliver a great project uh, on a 64th floor. And the best thing out of that, I can say, how our team work together. Right. We have six people in one room in every meeting. So we don't have to say like, oh, let me go back to Rakesh and talk about this. Or let me go my design rental. We are all there fully integrated service, we call it IPD, right? So does everybody else do? I don't know, who else, what else they do in a design build? I have worked with another design firm for a few months in the past, but was not like M. Moser. Right. The, the best thing I get out of also at M. Moser, the attitude, mm -hmm. uh, the corporate mentality, how they treat you as a family. Right. We are, we are corporate, but we are not corporate, you know? Our headquarters is in Hong Kong, but I can pick up the phone and talk to Moira, who is the founder of the company 40, 48 years ago, right? So that's how this company is. Uh, when I work at StructureTone, it was different. It's a different corporate, and Turner is a whole different corporate, right? right. But again, I'm not saying they're real corporate and I don't like, I love them all. Without them, I could not have been here. 
So coming back to Mauser, on a design build, the way our team work together is my expertise in a construction. Designers has a great vision what to design and how it should look like. But not that everybody who designed, they know how this thing will be built. Right. So me and our construction team, I have people who work with me. We work together like, how can we build this? How can we build it better? How can we build it to the best value to client expectation? There are so many different varieties. Learning the client, what their budget is, which is the biggest key. I always say this to people. You got to learn what your client want to spend. Yep. You cannot design what you want and right. then say, hey, Mr. Client, here is a $1,000 per square feet project. You have to learn that thing and design to the budget what the client gave you day one. And that happens at Mauser. Our team is not stubborn. Like They're like, okay, if the client wants to spend X amount of dollar, we'll still make it a beautiful project for that budget. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know that's what you mentioned too as far as the teamwork and camaraderie here. But when you get to do a design-build project, especially in New York, it's a challenge. It is. And that's what I'm talking about too as far as you know, flexing your muscle and doing what you have to do to prove that you can handle these projects, you know? And it's opposite for me. So you mentioned, you know, M. Mosier does a lot of their uh, projects uh, around the globe and about, you know, 95% of your projects are, are global and then 10% design builds speaking, uh-huh. um, are, are domestic. With what I do at the advanced group, you know, about 90% of what I do is, is domestic as far as servicing my clients okay. nationally. But there are 10% where I get to do international projects to, right. for, and that's where I get to flex my muscles because, like you mentioned, you know, speaking to clients in India and Singapore, I do the same thing. And, you know, as that consultant who has done global projects already in his past, I know how to manage those and communicate those mm-hmm. and, and do what's necessary in order to succeed. And why I love working with a company like and Mosier is because you guys specialize in that design build process. So, you know, your process is a, a, a long process, right? Um, you know, it can be anywhere from, you know, 20 to, you know, 50 weeks, a whole yes. year. Um, with what we do, you know, we are a key aspect from the time substantial completion happens uh-huh. all the way through opening and punch list, which is about, you know, a month to two month period. Right. But it's like the bow on top. And, and that's where I flex. You know, that's where I succeed mm-hmm. because I love the challenge of finishing that project off. And quite frankly, you know, if those moves and furniture installation and IT installations don't go well, it puts a sour taste in everybody's mouth. And I love right. that pressure. You know, I because I know I, I can do it. it's a critical path of the job, too, right? right? You got to get the client, like he can deliver the project but the movers and the furnitures and all those things are not in a line, then client cannot move in and they're not happy. Exactly, and it all falls apart, and and that's why. And Every time I've worked with Mosier so far, you know, the projects have done great. We've done a couple projects here in New York and then others outside, and um, one client, uh, you know, just wrote back the other day. It was in Pittsburgh, Uh um, how happy she was with everything. And, again, they changed a ton of things and changed dates and just scope and all of these things. Always happen. It does. Yeah. It always happens. Yeah. But that's why communication is so important. You know, whether verbal or, uh, you know, over emails and, and, and whatever it may be. Uh, with having so many parties involved, uh, it, it's so important to make sure, for me personally, that I'm on top of, you know, everybody and making sure everybody's on the same page in agreement. So when our crews arrive, 
they know what's going on and there's mm -hmm. no, you know, he said, she said type stuff and, and it gets done the, the way it needs to. And it doesn't matter if it's in Pittsburgh or if it's in, you know, India or Singapore. I, I that think process it's remains important the same. also, right? Like managing the client and a client expectation is a big challenge, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but if you are not muscled enough to manage that and work with that, you're not going to be successful. No. Every client I have worked, there's always some different challenges. Oh, yeah. I don't, I cannot even name one project that I had no issues in right. my career, right. right? And I have done more than 100, maybe more than 1,000 projects <laughs> yeah. in my career. Every project has a different challenge. And we learn from those. Right. And it helps you get stronger and stronger on our next delivery. But every component on the project, like as you say, we spend 20, 30, 50 weeks. We get involved from the day one. Like it's normal practice in New York. It's about a year before they move in. We start with the client, like looking for the building helping them on a finding the right building, right location, and go in a design, budget, capex, series bidding, and all that. Of course. It's about one year process. Yep. Uh, in that one year, if you are not learning your client and managing their expectations, something is missing. Absolutely. Because right? it's and gonna it's gonna bubble on you essentially. Exactly. So that's it's the best practice to have that client connection and learn who your clients are and put the right people in front of them. And that's the one thing Amosa does is greatly. We have so many people here, been here forever, and they always stay connected with the client. Like, and that's what I tell people: stay connected with people. Yeah. Build your network. You want you finish the job doesn't mean you are done. Stop by after a couple months. Right. Absolutely. Hey, how is everything? Absolutely. You know, get that FaceTime. You and know, that shake client hands. will never forget that. Absolutely. Like these guys care about our building. Right. You know. Right. And, and what you can do too, is you learn a lot from being on site. You know, that's what I find on my projects too. Yeah. We had a client the other day, um, I'm working with them out of New Jersey uh -huh. and we are doing a uh, furniture disassembly, putting it in storage and then shipping it to their DC office. Mm -hmm. And we learned while we were on site there that when we're disassembling the furniture, we can keep the spines aligned. So we don't need to, you know, disassemble all of the spines that, you know, put the desk together. Right. What that does is save a ton of time and a ton of money. So when I can call my client and say, hey, listen, you know, I was on site today. I saw everything we're doing. We were able to make sure that these spines didn't have to get disassembled. It's also easier for us from an inventory standpoint. Save the labor too. Exactly. Yeah. So then when we deliver these to DC, I tell them all we got to do is just make sure that the, you know, loading dock and uh, elevator allow for these spines to go in. You know, they're about like 10 by, you know, six or something like that. Um, we just got to make sure the elevator will allow it and we'll save ourselves a ton of time on the back end. And that's that, you know, uh, level of consulting and uh, professional knowledge that goes so far your clients. And, and I wouldn't have known that if I just didn't do the little extra of going on site and, you know, doing doing those small things. Yeah. And you brought up a good point going on a site. I, I remember being an estimator. I used to say this to people when I was a structure tone that go visit the site. So you learn what you estimated from yep, the drawing, exactly how it's being built. All you're going to gain out of it and benefit you. Right. Going to benefit you that now in the future, like if you become a project manager, you know how to build the things you can estimate too. Right. So it's very important to site visit and say when you see something, talk about it. Like, hey, this doesn't look right. You know, let's uh, talk to the designer, talk to the contractor, and make fix before it get too far. Right. So being an estimator, I always love enjoying visit the, the site visits and all that. 
talking with the contractors talking with the designers you know engineers it adds a lot of knowledge to you exactly and the reason why too for you it's ingrained in you from your start we already talked about it you know you were doing that from day 1 where you were getting to know every level of the project i was doing the same thing when i was young you know i wanted to know because that's a thing with me is i could always different from you too mm-hmm. you know you had a hard time articulating and talk not that you had a hard time but people had a hard time understanding you i could always talk to talk you know that's why i got the podcast um <laughs> no you're doing great job but but, uh, <laughs> but you know i wanted to walk the walk too and make sure that my you know what i was saying was backed up by knowledge and understanding and 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 i did that throughout my career and stuff like that i'm going to end it real quick and I, and i want to talk about this too what's it been like for you in new york you know what's your new york experience been like because i think it's important that you know people understand it and hear that too um you could have wound up anywhere you know and, and the fact that you wound up in new york what's that been like for you new york has given me great career friends like you uh great vibes and the energy what i see here in new york i i left actually i worked in new york i left new york went to work for structure tone in new jersey office after trailer like i'm missing something yeah like I don't want to just drive to the office for an hour driving and then come home straight coming to New York here like four o'clock hey Jack what you doing let's grab a drink or let's grab a lunch I missed that yeah. in New Jersey so and it's of course it's not about drink and lunch but the people and I'm a, a people believer person yeah. you got to stay connected with people when people start forgetting you I think you are losing right that's how I believe I tell all my young co-workers work is very important but same time you got to get out yep. and treat yourself right and meet people make it fun for you right let people know who you are if people don't know who you are no matter how good you do behind that computer all day nobody will know who right. did that so right. i'm a big believer and i enjoy new york like in, like i miss new york if i will live new york ever you know yeah yeah i don't know what's my next episode will be but <laughs> i i hate the weather of course when it comes winter after a couple year uh, last couple year up until last two years i was always fine right but now i this cold bothers me well yeah you got your daughter in florida too so you yeah, see my her daughter lives in florida she always tell me dad move here i'm like yeah but again if i move to florida i'm going to miss all this right. in new york so you know like you want to live in a hot weather or you live with people like you and all the rest you could snowbird it you'll figure it out <laughs> yeah but rakesh thank you so much for joining us oh, today thank you. you know this was great um i'm so glad we got to make it happen and we'll definitely do it again soon thank you so much for this opportunity and thank you sam and uh, for this you know i uh, appreciate it coming to my office and you know taking care of this no it's our pleasure it's a, it was a great episode i think people are going to love it so everybody thank you for listening and we'll see you again soon thank you